Let's remind ourselves this morning to open this assembly as to why we are here and what we have. What we have in the New Testament church and kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ. Open your Bibles to Isaiah chapter 1, and we will use a little tiny bit of review from chapter 1 and then look forward from that prophecy that is here in this chapter. As we move through the book of Isaiah, for you to profit the most from it, you'll want to review the chapters that we've covered just to stay familiar with them and have things past and present connected in your minds. We don't want to forget chapter 1, 2, 3 as we go into chapters 4 and 5 today. I want to read three verses to you from the, toward the end of Isaiah chapter 1. It had eight sections. Most of it was very severe warning and judgment promised upon Judah and the Jews in Jerusalem for their wickedness. But in verse 25, And I will turn my hand upon thee, and that isn't in judgment, that's in help. And I will turn my hand upon thee, and purely purge away thy dross, and take away all thy tin. Cheap junk metals in comparison to precious metals. And I will restore thy judges as at the first, and thy counselors as at the beginning. Afterward thou shalt be called the city of righteousness, the faithful city. Zion shall be redeemed with judgment, and her converts with righteousness. Amen and amen. Wonderful, fantastic promises that when we look at this passage, we first of all can think, you know, when God did bring the Jews back from Babylon, he gave them governors like Zerubbabel, he gave them leaders like Ezra Nehemiah, he gave them prophets like Haggai, Zechariah, and eventually Malachi, he did improve things significantly. But as I've tried to show you already, the prophet is looking into the future several hundred years just to get to those events, but he is seeing something far larger, and that includes the New Testament kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so I want to show you how it works. Here is Isaiah in 700 B.C. Let's move to 400 B.C., with Malachi in Malachi chapter 3. Malachi chapter 3. I will restore thy judges as at the first. When we read about restored Jerusalem under Zerubbabel and Jozadak the high priest and Ezra and Nehemiah, do you know what it's called in Daniel's prophecy? Troublous times. It was not blessed times. Troublous times. Go read Ezra and Nehemiah. Who punched out his congregation, pulled their hair, and cursed them in the name of the Lord? Nehemiah had to because he had a mess on his hands. So at some point, things got better than that. <clears throat> Here it is. Malachi chapter 3, verse 1. Behold, I will send my messenger, and he shall prepare the way before me. That is John the Baptist. And the Lord whom ye seek shall suddenly come to his temple. That's the Lord Jesus Christ, even the messenger of the covenant, whom ye delight in. Behold, he shall come, saith the Lord of hosts. 
But who may abide the day of his coming? And who shall stand when he appeareth? For he is like a refiner's fire and like fuller's soap. And he shall sit as a refiner and purifier of silver. And he shall purify the sons of Levi and purge them as gold and silver that they may offer unto the Lord an offering in righteousness. This is exactly what we read in Isaiah chapter 1, that he's going to get rid of the dross and the tin, because this is purifying, refining fires of the Lord. Then shall the offering of Judah and Jerusalem be pleasant unto the Lord, as in the days of old and as in former years. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for giving us Malachi 3 to understand Isaiah 1, that the prophet had in view something better than Zerubbabel, Ezra, and Nehemiah. He had John the Baptist and the Lord Jesus Christ in view because that's when Levi was purified because there was a whole new order of priests. They were royal priests, so that means we need to turn to 1 Peter chapter 2 so I can read two more verses and then pray. 1 Peter chapter 2. This little exercise needs to be done almost every week by you to keep in mind that when the prophet looks forward, he is seeing large events in the future, and we shouldn't stop with modest events between Isaiah and them. Because the real redemption of Judah and Jerusalem was the New Testament, not recovery from Babylon. Let me put it to you this way. When the Lord looks at the Old Testament from Isaiah forward, the Lord sees 70 years in Babylon, then 70 weeks to get to what's important to him, Christ, the Messiah. What happens in the 70 weeks? Of little consequence to him. It's 70 years of captivity in Babylon, then 70 weeks or 480 years to bring us to Messiah. Because Messiah is the object of all this. Everything's been pointing to the Lord Jesus Christ since Genesis chapter 3. The reason the whole universe exists is for the Son of God to be exalted. 1 Peter chapter 2, Peter wrote to some converted Jews under Paul's ministry, strangers in the places where they lived, and he wrote this in verses 9 and 10. But ye are a chosen generation, a royal generation, priesthood. A royal priesthood? How can you be a royal priest? That means you're a king and a priest. But the kings all came from the tribe of Judah, and the priests all came from the tribe of Levi, so how can it happen? Because in Jesus Christ, all of us are king priests. We're royal priests and holy nation. See, it's in these people had been kicked out of their nation. They were scattered abroad and were not part of the commonwealth of Israel directly, but they were a new holy nation under Jesus Christ, a peculiar people that ye should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, which in time past, and Peter's writing Jews, which in time past were not a people, but are now the people of God, which had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. This was the diaspora of the Jews. Now they're God's children in the full sense of the word. So what, what I've just shown you, Isaiah 1 gave us a prophecy looking forward 
that there are going to be days of worshiping God like the best days in the past. Malachi shows us that direction a little plainer by pointing us to John the Baptist and the Lord Jesus Christ and the sons of Levi being purified so that we're royal priests made so by the Lord Jesus Christ and all of our sacrifices are acceptable to God through him. Let us pray. Blessed God in heaven, our heavenly Father, Lord of glory, we thank Thee for what we have today. We thank Thee that we were part of a holy, that we are part of a holy nation, that we are a royal priesthood, that we are a chosen generation, that we are the seed of the Lord Jesus Christ, the true seed of Abraham. O Lord, and we Gentiles, we truly were not the people of God, but we have obtained mercy, and now we are. We thank Thee that You sent John the Baptist and the Lord Jesus Christ to purify the sons of Levi, spiritual sons of Levi, that they might offer up sacrifices acceptable to Thee. Those sacrifices in Jerusalem were not acceptable, as You told the woman of Samaria. But Heavenly Father, our praying today the praying that's already been done today, our singing today, our fellowship, the preaching, Lord, our assembly together, us considering one another to provoke unto love and to good works, all made acceptable through Jesus Christ our Lord. We thank Thee for this blessed privilege. Heavenly Father, cause us by Your mighty Spirit and Your inspired and preserved words to be lifted up this day and delivered from all the cares of our lives, from all the thoughts that our foolish hearts and the devil would distract us with that we might think upon the great gifts we have by you choosing us out of this world and making us your own and making us royal priests to offer sacrifices acceptable to the only true and living God, the Lord Jehovah. We bless and praise Thee, Heavenly Father and Lord Jehovah. Thank You for loving us, saving us, purifying us, and causing us by Your mercy and deliverance through Jesus Christ to escape this world and its future, to be part of the people of God, and to have a place to assemble with brothers and sisters. Lord, bless us this day that we will lay hold of thy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, by faith and believe on him and love him more than we ever have before. Teach us from your word. Teach us as we sing. Teach us as we hear about a martyr. Let everything that is said and done in this assembly please thee and profit us. Forgive us our sins. Receive our thanksgiving. We thank Thee for every good gift that we have that cometh down from Thee, the Father of lights, in whom is no variableness and not even the shadow of turning. We thank and praise Thee. Forgive us through Jesus Christ our Lord and sanctify this assembly by the power of the Holy Ghost. For it's in Jesus' glorious name we pray. Amen. Amen.